Hello and welcome to a special episode of Monocle on Design, a show where we unpack everything from fashion and craft to entrepreneurship. I'm Natalie Theodosi. To mark Monocle on Design's partnership with the Copenhagen International Fashion Fair, we're taking a look at how one of Europe's most inspirational trade platforms supports best-in-class product from Scandinavia and beyond, with a commitment to designing sustainably, growing from a regional trade show to an international fashion hub showcasing industry's directional and forward-thinking brands. The fair has revolutionized the trade show concept. To find out more, I sat down with Sophie Dolva, director of the Copenhagen International Fashion Fair. Sophie, welcome to Midori House, and thank you so much for joining us for this. Uh, why don't we start by talking a little bit about SIF, what the business really does, and its importance in the broader fashion ecosystem, because it's a big, very sizable business that does a lot for a lot of different brands and retailers. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's a big question, but SIF, that stands for Copenhagen International Fashion Fair, it's actually a platform, a more commercial platform during Fashion Week, where we actually matchmake brands and buyers and now also press. So originally, you know, it was only a trade platform where buyers came and put in their orders. And I think throughout the last couple of years, and especially for the last seasons and going forward, we tried to make it a bit more, where we also help brands to connect together to foster community so they can also learn from each other and step into being more than just competitors but being colleagues. We also try to do a lot of educational input to help them through these difficult times also with all the sustainability requirements. But in general it's a large house where we have everything from commercial brands to more affordable luxury. We have men's, women's, kids, now also beauty and lifestyle. And we recently acquired our competitors. So now we are trying also to unify Copenhagen with our mantra one, Copenhagen, to try and make it as easy as possible for all the buyers and brands that are so busy throughout Fashion Week so they can have everything at the same place. I love this idea of matchmaking between brands and retailers and also press. It's a great way to explain what you do. You also mentioned very rightly that you do have quite a breadth of brands from established names to newer ones. But at the same time, when you walk around the SIF fair, you don't feel overwhelmed by the amount of product that's on display, by the number of brands that you see. So talk to me a little bit about the importance of curation, and also about how you pick the brands that you partner with, whether it's an established one or an up-and-coming one where you step in and offer a lot more support. Of course. I think I can speak about what we're going to do because we have changed a little bit. So we try to make sure that the brands that come at the fair, that they are equipped and ready also to grasp the buyers and the business that are coming in because we can only do so much and then the brands also need to do some preparations and the rest of the work. So we try to make sure for, at least also for this upcoming season, that it's brands that have some potential for growth. It's brands that also have international potential as we have a lot of international buyers coming. Actually, we're looking into having 70% of our buyers coming outside of the Nordic for this season. And then we try also to have the right mix. So, of course, we want to have a lot of commercial brands that do really well, but we also want to have 
the more niche, affordable luxury for that group of buyers. And then where we try to invest and help a lot is with the emerging talents, because we think it's also a responsibility we have to help the new designers go into the, the world with some support. So actually we have just established in our showrooms that we have all year round an area for emerging designers where they can be together, where they're also doing their production and all the creative work, where we help them a bit more and we support them with their business throughout SIF. So we'll have an innovator area this time around. So it's both Scandinavian emerging designers, but it will also be some American designers through CFDA that we are cooperating with, but also some German emerging design talents. And then because we know it's very important for them also to be on the show schedule and showcase their work through that, but it's also very expensive for them. This time we're actually supporting them with their fashion shows. So we will transform our Copenhagen venue into a, a show stage to help them and support financially with this. So exciting how the platform has transformed. It's so international, but there's also so many other layers to it. And as you mentioned, a lot of the growth also comes after a major acquisition of one of your competitors, Revolver. Tell me a little bit about that deal and what are the changes that we should be expecting to see in 2024? Yes, so uh, we acquired our competitor that we have been competing against for a couple of decades. So, of course, that was a big task. But we also saw with the market dynamics and the changes that we had to go together and have only one established trade fair instead of two competing against each other. So we could use our resources and actually helping the brands and getting more buyers in. So it's been a transitional season the last time because it's a huge puzzle. We had 850 brands the last time, so... There was a lot of practicalities, but going forward and for 2024, what we'll do is we'll try to take it up a notch, try and help even further the brands and doing some notching for them for the buyers because we know it's a tough market out there. So the whole Bella Center where we are located, it will be transformed into Civ City where we are trying to make it a bit more inspirational. We'll be doing a lot more navigating and guiding the buyers through the whole Bella Center because this time we're also expanding. So it's a pretty big area and a lot of brands to digest. So we make sure that for every certain amount of brands they go through, that there will be a break for the eyes with some installations, some environment, and then the different segments, instead of calling them men's or women's or affordable luxury or commercial, it will actually have its own city identity. So that's the way we will navigate them also with Bluetooth. And then we are trying also with some of the brands to actually showcase some more than just showcasing the brands with installation, but also storytelling about how they actually produce with some of the established brands we have in Denmark. One of them just celebrated a 100th anniversary and real craftsmanship. So we try to make it a bit different this time around instead of just having a thousand brands with a logo and, and a rack. Sophie and I then caught up with two founders of two rapidly growing labels who will be at the fair. Andreas Wonderheit, co-founder of menswear brand Le Deux, and Andreas Palm, founder and CEO of the Swedish design house of men's and women's luxury essentials, CDLP. I started by asking Andreas Wonderheit to give us an introduction to his brand Le Deux. Of course, so basically our legacy with Sif and the Copenhagen Fashion Week actually 
goes hand in hand. We started in 2011. We are a sporty and heritage European lifestyle brand, reaching everything from shoes to tops. Actually, we started out with a t-shirt almost 12 years ago. And before anyone believed in us in the beginning, and before we knew about fashion weeks or buying season and so on, actually SIP or the Copenhagen Fashion Week, they called us up and said, we want to give you a booth at the Fashion Week for free. And that's how we started. And the whole Fashion Week for me, we are doing most of the sales actually in showrooms throughout Europe. But for us, it's important to be part of this whole week because we think it's important for us to pay back and say thank you for everything that the SIF and, and the Copenhagen Fashion Week have done for us in the early years. And Andreas Palm, can you tell us a little bit about CDLP and also how you have been working from your end with SIF? Sure, of course. My name is Andreas. I started CDLP together with my co-founder, Christian, in 2016. We are a luxury essentials brand. With that, we mean that we do underwear, tops, t-shirts, swim, socks, and also seasonal collection that goes a little bit out of that with sports and performance as well. Uh, we started doing underwear in 2016. I felt that there was a need for better underwear in the market where you paid for the product and the construction of fabric more than just showing a logo. And that took off. Pretty well. We're based in Sweden, Stockholm. The US is our biggest market, uh, UK second, and then comes Sweden. Being a neighbor to Denmark, I always known that it's a really strong market. We started showing in Paris a few years ago, and then we did SIF for the very first time now this past August, and it was very successful. The main sentiment from my team is that um, the quality of the buyer and, and press and the whole community around SIF is really super strong. But also what they appreciated, and, and I was there myself, is that people have a little bit more time to discover new brands than more in, during more crowded fashion weeks like Paris. So it was a really strong compliment for us during market this summer, and we're looking forward to show again now in Q1 with SIF. Amazing. And I guess it really does pay off, right, to find yourself in the right position when it comes to partnering with the right retailers and building out your sales strategies for the year. I mean, for sure, definitely. It's vital. We've been predominantly direct-to-consumer with a strong online, but also coming up as first and foremost an underwear brand when we started, it was vital to have strong wholesale partners to validate the brand in the beginning. And that uh, we found them through various partnerships. And yeah, SIF is definitely a really strong platform to do just that. For Lede, how has your retail strategy evolved over the years and why is it important to be part of a fair like SIF and let them help you in a way like Sophie was saying, match with the right partners? I think there is a big difference from where we come from and where we are. So in the beginning, it was, first of all, it was just to show that we were there, that we were alive, that we had a good product that they could feel and they could get the vibe. I think looking at the business overall, for me, the clothing industry, no matter whether you do underwear or, or you do jeans or whatever, it's a people's business and it's about meeting people. And I, I think that platform that SIF creates there is so crucial to the whole people business. We have meeting on Zoom, we have meeting in our showrooms and so on. But being at the fair, presenting the brand in an environment that you are able to create yourself and meeting people is quite important. As I stated previously, SIF has more become a big showroom for us to showcase and maybe less selling because we're doing a lot of the sales in the showroom, but we're meeting the buyers, we're meeting new customers, we're talking to a lot of people, supporting the business. So the whole SIF thought and the whole platform is still a, a crucial part of our strategy going forward. And so is fairs around the world. And maybe also because we are more likely a wholesale business, which means we have around 
1,000 accounts throughout the world, from the US to the Far East to Scandinavia. And how we have evolved the last couple of years, we made a premium commercial strategy, which means we are situated in premium shops, department stores, and so on, as the alternative to the more uh, luxurious department store. It's so interesting. It shows the breadth of what the fair has to offer from brands that focus on underwear to fully fledged, ready-to-wear collections, and also with very different strategies, whether it's direct-to-consumer or mainly wholesale. I'd love to hear from you, Sophie, about what was it about these two lovely businesses that we are speaking to today that really stood out for you, and how do you go on to build relationships with the brands that you have at SIF that go beyond the transaction or just selling them a small space in within the fair? I think, as you say, it's a good example that there are so many different needs that we also need to be ready to accommodate. I mean, we haven't found the golden recipe just yet, but we're developing that. I think with these two brands, with Ledeur and CDLP, it's great examples of some strong brands where they really have built the brand quite successfully also with their community. I think they are two different places and they also use the platform in two different ways. I think with what we have done to be more than just the platform and welcome the buyers in and then say thank you for this time is to try, for instance, also with Le Deux, we also have them as a partner at the PC in Florence. So we also try to match make them in Italy with the buyers at the men's fair here where we have the partnership and where we are building a bridge with Italy. What we also try to do with some of the brands is we try to group them with like-minded brands that maybe have the same challenges. We just had, for instance, also um, a dinner a few weeks ago. It was not with CDLP and Le Deux, but it was with some, I wouldn't say emerging talents, but with some brands that are quite steady, that are growing, but are struggling to grow further, also financially, etc. So we had them at a dinner where we introduced all of them and actually tried to force them to speak quite honestly about the challenges so we could brainstorm and help each other out together because I think right now it is a challenging market with all the retailers that are struggling, the supply chain, etc. So we really need to be close to each other because many of the brands, they don't have the resources to just get more staff in or more expensive knowledge. So if they help each other out, I think they can grow together and don't have the really expensive test and learn in the new countries where they are going in. So we try to do it in different ways. But what we'll do, for instance, for this time around, as Andreas from Ludo also said, with the community and the people and the networking, is that we are actually doing a big party at our Copenhagen venue where we're inviting all of our brands and buyers in instead of having 800 different small parties and dinners throughout Fashion Week, we will actually host all of them in the same room so they have some time to have a drink together, to speak with their colleagues, but also to connect with new buyers or new press in a more casual way than just being on the platform at SIF. And I'd love to also now look a little bit ahead to this new season that we are looking at happening in in February. Maybe we can talk a little bit about the collections that we're going to see, if we can get some clues about what your design inspirations are for this upcoming season and what you will be showing at SIF City. Shall we start with CDLP? Sure, absolutely. We're in a pretty exciting phase. We've primarily been a men's brand from 2016 to 2022. And last year we launched women's 
pretty small collection uh, with bottoms and tops, but that's expanding pretty rapidly. So we're launching Women's Swim this spring, and then we, for pre-fall 24, we're doing, that evolves into ultralight layers for tops for women's and also to dresses. And uh, what we see for fall 24 that we will show now at SIF, we've seen that many, many, many women are drawn to the collection that draws straight lines from the men's line. So we continue to explore that during the fall, since that has worked really well. The, the men's collection will also expand, but really not as fast. So men's will continue with a little bit of, of new fabrics, blending tensile Lyocell with Merino Vu for a new program. We're also launching a combination fabric, which is lyocell and flannel together. So that's what we do for the show with, for the men's collection. And then the women's will expand in, in many ways, which we think is super exciting. It's still a small part of the business, but it's growing rapidly. So that is primarily what we will show. Great to hear that you're growing and then keep expanding despite, as Sophie said, that it is a challenging market at the moment. What should we be expecting to see from uh, Lode? A hundred percent men's collection. That's what we do. The inspiration this time has been what we call late night service. So it's about going out, having fun. It's about meeting people. The whole idea behind Le Deux, also the name, which means the two in French. It's about the two, two different people, two different whatever situation, meeting and embracing each other. So it's going from the daytime to the nighttime and celebrating the party in a, what we have created a universe around the jazzy nightclubs from New York. So it will be a little bit more preppy. We have taken a little bit street out this season, so it will be heavy on the whole knitwear, the ties, the shirting, which we have seen grown the last couple of seasons. We have gone from where we had the COVID situation, where it was all jersey and that kind of homeware, to now it's much more dressed. It's blazers, it's ties, it's shirts, overshirting. So it will uh, be in that direction. For the first time, we have shot actually the campaign in Denmark. Normally we did last season, we did LA and then before that New York. So we got back to the roots, keeping it preppy, showing two sides, both the sporty and, and the heritage. That's what you can expect from us. And another thing that seems to be coming up from everything that you are saying is that, of course, there's a commercial purpose to these presentations. Buyers are coming in to buy into the new designs, but there's also a networking element and a matchmaking element, like you've said, Sophie. And it's interesting that you're also encouraging honest conversations that will help foster a community and tackle the challenges that everyone is facing going into the new year. How important is that part of the business and kind of making it even more accessible this new year? I think it's quite important because we help the brands through these tough times because, of course, without the brands, we don't have a business, but also we find it as that we have a responsibility. I think it's important to, especially after covid to have this extra element and I could also see from the last time where everybody was under the same roof that it just sparkled some energy that I think we all need in these times that we get the energy out of actually meeting people in person connecting a lot of the brands they don't have the resources to go to all of the retailers if they have a thousand touch points like some of the brands have so I think it's a good way also to give back and to showcase even though you're maybe not doing orders, as Andreas Ledeux said. And then I think for us, it's important to also expand, for instance, the press to our concierge program because the brands are spending a lot of resources, both money and time, to be there. So we need to maximize. And that's why, for instance, for the upcoming season, our concierge program of bias and press have been expanded with 100 extra. Mm -hmm. 
So we get some of the top-notch international press in to also see the brands from a different side. So it's not only for the brands that are on the schedule, but to showcase them the collections that they might not see. So I think it's quite important in what kind of elements. And as designers, Andreas and Andreas, how important is that for you? And is it something that you do want to focus on in the new year to connect with fellow designers, with buyers, and to have this kind of conversations about industry issues and about the challenges that we are going to be facing in uh, 2024? I think in several layers. First of all, the whole collab situation where we are looking at other brands to collab with, that's where the design part come in and we can have a lot of exciting talks. But then again, looking at the whole legislation, one thing being the product that we're constantly talking about, but also the transformation of the business, I think it's important here. So I use a lot of the time with my responsibility team also to meet up with fellow colleagues to discuss what they do, how they adapt to the whole legislation that we know comes in 2025. And then, of course, our sales teams are meeting with buyers and going out with buyers and they see them several places in Europe. So the whole platform for me is bigger than just sales. It's about connecting with colleagues. And I think the whole legislation of the sustainability that comes in 2025 is actually something that for the first time is bringing our industry together because we all need to adapt for the changes. So uh, that's how I see the connection between us and and our colleagues during the, the fashion weeks. For community, I think providing a way for, for brands to connect and designers to connect, I mean, not just inspiration-wise and, and cola-wise, which of course is has a big commercial purpose, but I think going through tough times, I mean, everyone pretty much knows that 22 and 23 was different from previous years, and I think everyone has challenges in different phases. For us, 22 was super tough, 23 has gone really, really well, but at the same time, I mean, we're looking at a company like Farfetch, which is in the media right now, is almost on the brink of bankruptcy, so things move faster than ever, and I think being able to speak to other members of the community and other founders, I think is super helpful because everyone faces, as I said, challenges, various challenges at different times. And for me, uh, just having the Stockholm ecosystem and founders here has been super helpful, but being able to connect to international founders during um, days like during SIF, I think is invaluable to um, get inspiration and talk through the challenges that we are, have seen in the past two years, but also, as Andrea said, that are ahead in terms of sustainability and, and responsibility for the whole industry. You're right. It is such a fast-moving market. Get-togethers like this are so crucial, even more probably than before, so that everyone can exchange ideas and information and, and collaborate and also get inspired. It's not all doom and gloom. Just to round things off, I'd love to ask everyone what else is kind of on the radar looking ahead at this season that we have coming up. Sophie, what else will you be focusing on as you prepare for Winter 24? So my focus right now is actually to build bridge with other countries right now to make sure that we have the right people coming in, but also provide an extended platform for some of the international brands. So that is my main focus right now, building a bridge with a, a lot of important stakeholders that will soon be an announced. So we just build it even stronger. And then on top of that, it's really important for me to also try and be closer to the buyers and press and prepare them for the brand. So that is the majority of the time for the team right now to actually just be very close with the buyers, have some personal contact and do a, a bit of prep work for the brands. So hopefully they will put in a lot of orders or reach out to new brands throughout the fair. So I think that's the main focus on top of just making it 
more creative, more inspirational with some different elements throughout the days that I'm sure will sparkle a bit up the grey weather that we all know will be in Copenhagen, but inside it will be sunny and warm and a lot of food and drinks. I'm sure a lot of orders and a lot of creativity will be there and we can't wait to be on the ground and to talk to you at the fair as well. Andrea, CDLP, do you want to tell us what else is kind of in the works and, and being prepared as you get ready for showing at SIF for Winter 24? Yeah, I mean, we're super excited. We are just now setting up everything for we have a showroom in Paris in January and then SIF right after that. And then, yeah, we're looking forward to an exciting uh, 24. There are various views on what 24 will bring in terms of macroeconomic climate. We are quite optimistic. We felt that 23 was pretty good and that some markets are really the driving factors in, in helping us reach our goals. So, um, yeah, super excited to do SIF twice next year, both in the Q1 and in summer. And what's coming up for Lede? I think we have three or four strong collabs coming out next year. We just launched with an office in North America with four super cool guys who's taking care of that part. So we're going to be flying a little bit around, supporting the different showroom. And then we have a world tour. We have a basketball tournament where we built a basketball court in New York last year. And we're going to activate our click court in big cities throughout the next year. So the marketing department is going to take the vibe that we have internally and take it out into the world. And then I think we have a saying that we shouldn't be a part of the problem. We should be a part of the solution. Whatever comes, the macroeconomics, the COVID walls, whatever, we just need to adapt to the moment and execute. I think there will be a lot of good chances and I look bright on the future. I think that's a perfect note to end on with optimism and, and a lot to look forward. So thank you so much for joining us. My thanks to Copenhagen International Fashion Fair Director Sophie Dova and to Le Deux's Andreas Wonderheide and CDLP's Andreas Palm. To find out more about 2024's Copenhagen International Fashion Fair, head to sif.dk and look out for the next edition looking ahead to the event in January. That's all for this episode of Monocle on Design. For more design stories, stay tuned at monocle.com or wherever you get your podcasts. My thanks to David Stevens for his work on today's show. I'm Natalie Theodosi. Goodbye and thanks for listening. Music